Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. Give it, 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 give uh, we're getting ready for Sunday school. We're ready. We're about to start. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word that's coming forth in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your people, O oh God, receive, O oh God, what it is that you will have for them on this morning. Oh God, we thank you for the word that's coming forth. And God, we give you the honor. We give you the praise. We're we magnify you, Lord God. God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you. 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 Hallelujah, we thank you, we thank you, we give you glory, we give you glory, we give you praise, we magnify you, oh God. Come on, let's just thank the Lord, come on, let's just thank him, come on, let's just thank him. Hallelujah. Brosa kaya bashikato, brosa kaya mashayarata kariato, brosikibe. We thank the Lord, come on and let's just thank him, we thank him, we thank him. Hallelujah, we thank him, we thank him, come on, let's just give him thanks, hallelujah. Hallelujah, we thank you, Lord, we thank you, Lord. For what you're about to give us on this morning through the teaching of your word, God. God, touch God, your servant, as I go forth and teach your word, oh God. Let the Holy Spirit continue to move in us, through us, through me, oh God. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, we thank you. Oh, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you. Oh, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We give you glory, we give you praise, we magnify you, oh God. We thank you. We give you glory, we give you praise, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, thank you. This is the day that you have made. We are rejoicing and being glad therein. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you, oh God, for this word of wisdom, this word of knowledge and understanding, oh God, through your word, oh God, would touch us, oh God, as the Holy Spirit begin to reveal through uh, to us through your word what it is that you will have us to study on today so that we can fulfill the ministry, do the work of the ministry, O oh God, and exalt you as the Savior, O oh God, and equip the saints, O oh God, and go out and evangelize the sinner. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you. Oh God, we give you glory, 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 we thank you, we thank you, we we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We welcome you, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we thank you, we welcome you. We welcome you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, we give glory to God, amen. So let's go ahead and get started on this morning. This is the week for our Sunday school, and I believe that we're going to start, keep the Sunday school going every Sunday, amen. 
um, instead of every other Sunday so that we can continue to go through the word. And we have been studying in the book of 1 Corinthians about the spiritual gifts. And we have been talking about the, the gift of wisdom. Amen. But at the same time, I just want to um, integrate on some other things that I think that is very important as we continue to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. I believe that we need to understand where the gifts of the Holy Spirit come from, where we've been talking about it comes and being given by the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. But I want to touch a little bit on um, a couple other areas before we get into the gift of knowledge. So let's go ahead and begin to talk about um, some other things as the Holy Spirit have given unto me so that I can make sure that you have an understanding of everything that we're talking about for us dealing with the gifts of the Spirit because in order for us to understand the gifts of the Spirit, we have to be able to understand God through His Word so that we can operate according to the will of God so that we can fulfill the purpose of the ministry that He has given to us. And we understand that the fivefold ministry is something that God created so that we will be able to work accordingly as a body of Christ as all members working together as one. But remember, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, it reminds us that right here, I want to come from the Amplified Version, and then I'll come from the King James Version. Those that have a King James Version, um, go ahead and read it, Amplify, but Amplify, just put a little bit more amp to it, amen, but it's all God's Word. Um, again, we're in Ephesians, chapter 4, and it says, and, and he himself appointed some as apostles. Come on, first of all, let's go, let's go, um, um, hold on, wait a minute, I want to go, let me go, I want to start with one, because I believe when we, let's start with Ephesians, um, four and one, and we're going to drop down, because let's get it from the beginning, so that we can understand who is the giver of gifts, because in order for us to understand and know who have given us the gifts, then we will be able to know how to operate in the gifts and that who we need to go to when we have questions in operating in our gifts. So I, the prisoner for the Lord, appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Come on now. He's saying, now, now here, um, we need to live a life worthy of the calling to which we've been called to. Amen. Meaning God himself have called us. Meaning that that is to live a life that exhibit God's character. God's uh, moral, excuse me, God's moral, moral character. Come on now, this is about to be good. I can feel it already. Amen. I can, I can feel it. Hallelujah. Amen. This is about to be really, really, really good. Amen. So come on, let's, um, I want everybody to go ahead and, and make sure that you get in your uh, Bibles and your notepads and everything, because we're moving. We're moving, y'all. We're moving. Let me, let me get a little comfortable. I feel it already. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen and glory to God. Okay, that means that um, that is to live a life that exhibits God's character, meaning not our character or how we think we should live, but we should have God's character. What is God's character? First of all, God's character is love. We need to have love. Love needs to be our utmost right character more than anything else is love. Because we have to love one another. But first of all, we need to have the love of God. And then we need to be able to love ourselves so that we will be able to have love for others. Because if you don't love God and if you don't love yourself... 
it's going to be hard for you to love somebody else. So sometimes we force people to love us, but the thing is you can't force anybody to love you. They have to have the love within them themselves. And if they don't love themselves, and I'm not talking about being in vain, vain glory. It's a difference. But I'm talking about loving themselves, meaning being grateful for how God created them. Loving themselves, meaning taking care of themselves. Taking care of not only themselves far as physically, but mentally, socially, relationally. I mean, taking care of themselves like never before. They love themselves to where they're not going to allow themselves to go any kind of way or look any kind of way or be presented any kind of way. They love themselves enough to respect themselves, meaning that they're going to have a conscience about what they say and what they do. Amen. They love themselves because that's something that they know that God has given them the ability to do because he loves them and they love him and they know who they are in God. So therefore you can't force somebody to love you. If love is not in their heart, it's going to be hard for them to love you until they come to love God and love themselves. Then they would begin to learn to love you. So sometimes we try to force people to love us, but at the end of the day, it's not about us. It's not, you know, because you can't force somebody to love you. You know, um, people, you know, if, they, if they've never been loved or if they don't know what love is, you know, it's like taking them back to preschool. You have to teach them how to love. How do we teach somebody how to love? First of all, you can't teach them how to love. All you could do is just show them love and pray and ask God to open up their heart so that they can love. So when they see that you love and how your love is, come on now, they begin to what? Look at that and say, well, wow, how could they still love after everything that they've been through? Or maybe they know that you've been betrayed or maybe they know that you've been through something or maybe they know that some people have done you wrong but you still love that person or you still help that person and they're looking like well wow how could they love that person still after they have did them wrong so that right there is an action faith is dead without works so the working of our love is showing love through our actions loving our enemies loving those that have backstabbed us loving those that have talked about us loving those that have gone behind us to try to destroy us or assassinate our character or integrity just to further their agenda. Loving them in spite of what they have done. You know, people can do vile things, but see, you got to look at it like this. It's not the people themselves. It is a spirit, a demonic spirit that they have allowed to overtake them, meaning that the enemy is beginning to use them. See, the enemy has no body. He needs our body in order to for his plans to, um, to, to be operated. So if we're weak and if we're living in sin and we're living out of the will of God, that gives the enemy um, an opportunity to come in and begin to what? Lie to us. And if we're not in God, we will begin to believe the lies instead of truth. And then the next thing you know, you're coming out of depression into, into oppression, into regression. And now the enemy have really put you now in the demonic um, oppression state. So therefore, that's why you can't just blame people. You have to look at the spirit that is operating in them. As, as the Holy Spirit, remember we talked about the gift of wisdom. 
God give us wisdom to be able to what? Discern. Discernment. Come on now. Is another gift. The discerning of spirits. Come on. Is another gift. That God give us the knowing. Knowing about a situation. Not knowing for us to go and talk about somebody. Or knowing for us to go and put somebody down. Or judge somebody. When God give us the spirit of discernment. He's given us the spirit of discernment. So that we will know what is about to come. What is about to happen. So that it warns us. So that we know how to move and we know how to to, to, to to make ourselves move in a direction to where we won't be affected. So sometimes God allow us to discern people's character or discern different situations. But at the end of the day it's not for us to judge them or to think that we're more highly than them but to say first of all thank you God for giving me the spirit of discernment to discern all things. Now I know how to pray for them. Now I know how to love them. Now I know how to move with them you know sometimes people is fragile you know hey, you have people that have been wounded you have people that have been hurt you have people that have never been loved before in the right way you know they had erios love um, filios love sorgy love but they never had really agape love so therefore they don't really know the true meaning of love unconditional love meaning that i'm gonna love you in spite of you not being my brother or my sister i'm gonna love you in spite of even how you have treated me or what you have said negative about i'm gonna love you anyway because first of all god first loved us and he gave his only begotten son for us when we were sinners when we have fallen short of his glory, he loved us that much to give his only begotten son, meaning that he came off the throne, come on, and came into the arms of the same woman that he created. Remember, he created woman out of man, poured her from rib, and, and laid in the arms of Mary, his mother. Come on now, he loved us that much that he can come out of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to come down just to save us, humanity, to, to bear our, come on, infirmities, our sickness, to bear all those things, to know what we actually go through here on earth. See, he wouldn't have been able to know or be a forgiving God if he never experienced it. See, through experience, we experience things that gives us the opportunity to make the right decision, to make the right choice. Sometimes when we experience the things, we go back and we do the same things. Why? Because we have not yet learned the lesson. But see, we have to be very careful because even though God is a forgiving God, he's a loving God, he's a merciful God, he forgives us. But at the end of the day, he also chastised those that he loved. And when God begins to chastise us, we know that that does not feel good. But it is to better us. So it is time for us to be able to go move on instead of still staying in the place where we know that it is not right unto God. But at the same time, God has given us the spirit of discernment to discern all things. So we need to have godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior. Why? Because there's somebody that's watching you. There's somebody that's looking at you. There's somebody that's saying, wow, what? I see what they're going through, but I like the way that they're carrying themselves. See, they don't know. They, they heard of Jesus. Come on now. I always say, you know, we have heard, but we may have not accepted him 
as our Lord and Savior, but maybe that's giving them an opportunity to say, you know what? Let me try this Jesus that I've heard. Let me try this Jesus that I know that everybody keeps saying that he's good. But when they see your lifestyle and they see that you exhibit a godly character and a moral courage and a personal integrity and a mature uh, behavior, that right there represents a life that expresses the gratitude to God for, uh, for their salvation. So let's continue. Without humility, meaning forsaking self-righteousness and gentleness, maintaining self-control with patience, bearing with one another, and unselfish love. You know, we got to love unselfishly. We just want to get what we want to get. You know, you have people that just comes around just to get what they need, and then once they get it, then they're gone. No, our love needs to be unconditional. Our love needs not to be selfish. We should not be selfish in our love, meaning selfish in our giving, selfish in, in, in providing for others. Sometimes we can be so unselfish, meaning that we don't even care about no one else's feelings or we don't care about what somebody else is going through it's always about you i'm going through this i'm going through that this happened to me they said this they did that come on take time out and first maybe sit before that person and say hey how are you what's your day like did you experience anything today you want to talk about something but every time that you see a, maybe an individual all you do is say this happened to me that happened to me this is going on with me Sit back and maybe ask that other person, you know, what's going on with your day? Is everything okay? Would you like to talk about something? That's unselfish love. When you, it's all about you. No, it don't need to be all about you. It need to be also about the individuals that God is putting in your life too. Because sometimes you never know. Your situation may be handled just by listening to somebody else's situation. If we learn to, first of all, put others before ourselves. We so quick to put ourselves before others that sometimes we miss it when God is trying to really give us the answer on what it is that we're seeking. Ephesians 3. We're in Ephesians 4, verse 3. Make every effort to keep the oneness of the spirit of the bond of peace. Meaning each individual working together, um, working together to make a whole successful. Four, there is one body, meaning of believers and one spirit. Just as you were called to the whole when called to salvation. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of us. All who is what? Severe over all and working through all and living in all. Yet grace, meaning God's undeserved favor. We don't even deserve it. We're sinners. We fall short of the glory. Believe it or not, you may not, okay, fornicate or adultery, lie, steal, but you may have done something unknowingly. Just a look, just a thought. Maybe not keeping up with the word that you told God, a vow that you made to come on. We all sin and fall short of God's glory, but God's undeserving favor. But he's given us grace. He's given us mercy. But guess what? We can't keep on abusing his grace. We can't keep abusing his mercy. We can't keep on just thinking we can do any kind of things or live any kind of way. We represent Christ. We are an ambassadors of Christ. When people see us, they need to see Christ. We're not God, but the Christ is in us. So therefore, they need to see the love of God. They need to see the joy of God. They need to see the kindness of God. They need to see the patience of God. They need to see the long-suffering of God. Come on. They need to see, come on. They need to see God in us. 
Seven, yet grace was given to each one of us, meaning not indiscriminately, but in a different way. God does not discriminate. He give us what he knows we can handle. You know, sometimes people just give us what they want to give us. But sometimes they cheat us out really what we really deserve. But one thing about God, he give us exactly more than enough. And matter of fact, even when we mess up with him, we don't have to go back to preschool. But if you mess up with man, you got to go back to preschool, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade. Come on, college. Come on, come on. PhD, come on, undergrad, grad, you got to go back all through everything. But with God, God would take you where you left off at. But matter of fact, he would, come on, catapult you, thrash you. It's like a convulsion of fire. He will push you so forwardly. It's like, wow, you won't, it's undeserving. It's undeserving. He's not a discriminating God. He does not discriminate with color. He does not discriminate with age. He does not discriminate with sex or demographic areas or geographic areas or backgrounds or religions or values or beliefs. God is not a discriminating God. He's a God that created us um, uniquely. He knows the number of our hairs on our head. He knows our coming in and our going out. He's not going to discriminate us because one lives in America and the other lives in uh, Pakistan. Come on. He's not going to discriminate because one lives in Africa and one lives in the United States. No. God is not a God that is discriminate. We discriminate because we feel like we have the right to discriminate against others because of how we feel or of our background or our morals or our values. God forbid. How can we discriminate when God is a faithful God who does not discriminate? He created us and made Summer's almost here. Yay, right? So, when's the last time you tried on your swimsuits and summer clothes? If you could get back into summer shape in one visit, would you do it? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone. Permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonobello locations across the U.S. And right now you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. That's Sonobello.com slash save. Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. That's whole and who we are. So who are we to try to discriminate or try to make new rules and regulations on who we like because of skin color, because of sex, because of socioeconomic, come on, demographic, come on, governmental. We have no right. God is not a discriminating God, but God is a God who give us a measure, a measure, a proportion of, of what it is that he know that we can handle. 
So in the proportion to the measure of Christ, meaning rich and abundant, gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, when he was went up, come on, we know he was on the cross. The thief and the robber was on the side of him. Even though they said crucify him, the same man that fed the 5,000, the 7,000, and how many more thousand, who taught the disciples how to set them in a group of 50s, come on now, in order to show order, in order to show, come on now, protocol. It was a reason why he set the women with the women and the children and the men, not to discriminate and say you're not going to be among each other, but he had to let him let them know order and, and, and also let them know protocol and let them know that sometimes things need to be in place in order for things to move accordingly in the man the name of Jesus. So therefore even in, in, in that aspect like I said when he ascended on high he led captives he led captivity captives and he bestowed gifts on men. So when he went up how many that he went up? He come on he came back and he, and he, and he received us. Come on now and then he gave us gifts he took the keys from the Satan, gave us the key. We got the keys of the kingdom. No longer do Satan have the keys. We have the keys to the kingdom of God. That means that we can unlock any door. Any door that is closed in our life wrong if it's the will of God. We got the ability to unlock every door. He bestowed gifts on men. Meaning that he has given us gifts. Hallelujah. Meaning that he, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the gifts of the spirit. He He. And it says, and he bestilled gifts of men. We ain't talking about no presents. We're not talking about no cars and no houses. Even though, you know, he, you know, he's given us that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something more valuable than that. He gave us gifts. Gifts of men. The gifts we're talking about. We're talking about wisdom. Knowledge. Under, come on. We're talking about discerning the spirits. Tongues. We're talking about faith. Miracles, come on. We're talking about he's he bestowed gifts on men, and I ain't just talking about just men, I'm talking about one man, men, boy, girl. Come on now, on all of us. And it says he ascended. What does it mean except that he's also previously descended, meaning that from the heights of heaven and to the lower parts of the earth? He didn't just go to the father when he's when the ghost. He said it's finished. He could have just left us here in this dying world. But when he said it's finished, he already told us that he's leaving us with a precious gift. The precious gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one who gives all gifts. So he left us something that is a comfort. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. Not only has, is the Spirit is, is, is bestowed the gifts through the Spirit, but He is a comforter. Means that He comforted us when everybody has walked away from us. He comforted us when people go and lie and say all types of vile things against you just because they have another motive. He comforts us when you have given all that you can give and people still just they haven't just got enough. They continue to try to take and take and, and go and go. So the Holy Spirit is a comforter. He comforts us. He gives us the ability to make us comfortable. It's like a comforter. When you cold, you put the comforter on you. Hallelujah. And it warms you up. It makes you not only warm, but it makes you comfortable. It makes you feel secure. 
It makes you feel safe. That's the Holy Spirit. He's the comforter. So when he ascended, he left us the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. So even when he descended, when he ascended, he still released the Holy Spirit. He who is descended the same as he also ascended high above all heaven that he may fill a thing. And then it says, here it go. When he ascended, meaning he went, he said it's finished. Emmanuel, he said it's finished. When the thief was on one side, the robber, he said, forgive them. Now, now, help me. The same God that healed the sick, the same God that did miracles, the same God that fed the people, the same God, the same God, y'all. And then when they brought him, they say, crucify him. Ah, crucify him, Emmanuel, the same God that did everything for them. Even when the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and we know Apostle Paul, he was with them back then. When they did all the things to the Christians. But when, when come on, when the apostles came, but Jesus, he came after them. But I'm saying, like, came with them. He, 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 before Apostle Paul even became apostle, he walked with the apostles. He did all this. Even one of the apostles betrayed him. Judas, and you telling me when he gets up on the cross, he even carried his own death. He carries the cross. He carries his own death. Will we carry our own death? Will we? Will we even give our only begotten son to die for us? Matter of fact, Emmanuel, will we give will we give somebody our house without them giving us money? <laughs> I'm just saying. That's material stuff. But he gave his son life. Oh my God. He descended. He ascended. Before he ascended, the thief, the robber. And then he said, forgive them. Now they are guilty. He's not guilty. But he's in the middle of two that's guilty. And he said to them, forgive them. They know not what they do. And then he said, it's finished. That's all. He didn't argue his case. He didn't say, I was right, I was wrong. You know, we always want to justify us. We always want to be so perfect. We always want to make it seem like our case is, is, is what it is and nobody else's matter. Nobody else's truth matter because we always have to be painted right. Jesus was not like that. He said, it's finished because he knew the truth. The truth was to die for humanity. The truth was to be so we could be set free. Sometimes you got to just take a lick and keep on kicking. Yes, they did it. Yes, they were wrong. We don't have to prove ourselves all the time. Jesus is an example of what we need to follow. He said, finish. Finish. And it was done. Ascended. But left us something precious. And gave us, told, went, descended, went to hell. Went to hell. Told Satan, let my people go. Give me the keys. I've already given you the air, the earth, the world here. You can do whatever you want, but see, my people in spirit, those that are in spirit, spirit and in truth, they're going to walk with me. You can have this world. This world is demonic. This world is nothing. But my people, I left them instructions. I gave them something to, 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 to handle while they're here. 
the word of God. And if they stay in the word of God and operate in the gifts that I've given them, when the time comes and I come, then I won't say to them, depart from me, I never knew you. But I will say, good and faithful servant. Glory to God. So at the end of the day, he took the keys back and gave it to us and say, look, you got the authority and the power. He has the power, but he has no authority. Don't give him your keys. We've given Satan our keys. Because we always complaining. We walk not in faith. We don't, you know, we, we don't obey. We, 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 we don't even operate with the keys God gave us. When he gave us, when somebody gives you a keys, that's authority to enter to any place that you want. Most of the time you may hear say, oh, the man or woman of God got the keys to the city. Apostle, what does that mean? Oh, they have the ability to go into the city and maybe do program here, program there. You know, maybe they're known to where when they go in, um, it won't be such a hard time for them to maneuver around to do different projects or whatever. People acknowledge them because of what? Good character, good moral. Hallelujah, good, you know, reputation. But sometimes people get keys to the key, um, to, to the city that does not have good character, does not have good moral, just because they knew somebody. And sometimes it could be so corrupted. So that's why we got to be very careful who get the keys to the city so that we can make sure that whoever get the keys to whatever city, that it's going to bring change. It's going to make not only them, hallelujah, walk in favor and wealth and, and also in, in the things of God and purpose and destiny, but those that also that's in that city, they're also going to benefit. Not only they're going to benefit in something materialistically, but they're going to benefit in something spiritually. You know, when you are able to have the keys to the city spiritually, to be able to do things to change lives, to bring salvation, to spread the good news. Come on now. You changing hearts. You changing minds. You bringing them closer to their salvation. You bringing them into a place. So when Jesus comes, he can say good and faithful servant. So you do what you do. You give them what you give them. And now he says that he has given the gifts to the church, meaning the body of Christ. We are the church. We are the people, the members of the body, not the mortal in the building in the brick. No, it's just the building. We're the church, meaning that our temple is the church, is the temple of God. We're the church. We're drawing people to us. Why? Because the spirit of God is in us. So we're not forcing people to come. But the spirit of God that's in us is the spirit of God is speaking to them and they're coming because it is God. He says that I will draw all men. So we got to be careful on how we talk to people because the spirit of God is, is supposed to be in us. Then how he going to draw all men? He ain't going to be able to draw nobody because you so nasty. You so disrespectful. You, you, you don't care about nobody else's feeling. All you care about is you, you, you. You, 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 you know, you don't, you don't look at things to where you see it to where, okay, well, maybe they could be going through this or maybe they could be going through that. It's all about you. You know, you got people to where it's all about them. You, they only want to, they selfish. Then they're ungrateful. Then they look at everybody else like, oh, they're doing this to me. Oh, they're doing that to me. Oh, they're trying to get over on me. Oh, they got a motive over here. They got a motive over there. Well, really in reality, all they have done was help you. But because you have a motive, because you have a nasty spirit, and it don't matter if you're a woman of God, a man of God, because they're out there. Men and women of God operate also in that spirit, not even knowing that the enemy is using them at that particular time. So that's why at the end of the day, we have to be very careful because people are watching us. How can we tell somebody to do this and do that in God, and then we're not? <laughs> you can't tell me. To do this in, in God. And you are not doing it. 
You know, you're telling me to come to church on time, but you're late. How could you tell me to come to church on time, but you're always late? You have to be an example of what you're trying to help somebody else do. If you're saying be in church on time, shouldn't you be there on time? If you're telling somebody, oh, you need to do this on your job, shouldn't you be doing that on your job? Because how are you going to tell somebody else to do that same thing on your job, but you're not doing what you're supposed to do in your job? They're not going to hear you. So that's why we have to practice what we preach. We have to practice what we say. We can say things all day, but are we really working it? Are we really living it? Are we really who we say we are? Because we can portray ourselves to be this perfect person to everybody else. But in our hearts, we got so much bitterness and unforgiveness. I mean, when you do something to somebody, this is how you know that bitterness and unforgiveness is still in their heart. Because they continue to bring up the same thing. Even after you've talked about it, they will, if you get into an argument with them, they will bring up that situation again and again and again. But I thought we talked it out. I thought you forgave me. But in the back of their mind, they don't trust you. In the back of their mind, they don't believe in you no more. In the back of their mind, they still have bitterness against you. They still have unforgiveness with you. We need to let it go. If you have truly forgiven somebody, if you have truly re uh, accepted somebody's apology, why would you bring it up again? Why would you continue to have it in front of your mind that this person is out to get you? If you do one thing to it, don't let a group of people do something to one person. I don't care what you do for that person. You can be there for that person Helping that person with your all, they're going to still look at you like you're those people. The people that did them the wrong, but you're still there. Until they forgive, and until they let that bitterness go, they will never be able to accept you as who you are and knowing that you're there for them for real. So it says that if given churches his gifts, apostles, special messengers, some prophets who speak a new message from God to the people. Some evangelists who spread the good news of the salvation. And some pastors and teachers. And excuse teachers to shepherd and guide the instruct. And he did this to what? Why did he do this, Emmanuel? He did it to fully equip and perfect the saints, us as God's people. For the work of service to build up the body of Christ, which is the church. The community. Every city, every state, every country. Until we all reach oneness in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, meaning manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts and what? Unity. It says here that we are exercising. It says that we're reaching and we're becoming a mature believer. What does that mean, Emmanuel? It means that if we're becoming, becoming, became, and becoming is two different words. Spelled almost the same. Became means you're already there. Becoming means that you're approaching. You're approaching that state. So we're becoming more as mature believers. Nobody ever would be perfect, perfect like Jesus. 
So that's why I believe the word of God is God said in this word. We're becoming to be more like him. Because we're in this world. And he knows that there are so many things in this world. That can sometimes, come on now. That can sometimes entice us. Entice us to do things that's out the will of God. Because God is not a God that would tempt us to sin. But it is that demonic spirit that because the doors that we may have opened because of unforgiveness. You know, the one door that can allow other spirits to come in. Pride, any, arrogance, my God. Unforgiveness and bitterness. It works with pride, haughtiness, arrogance. Come on now. Hatred. It works with those spirits. And then it begins to what? Come together. The next thing you know, envy, jealousy, hatred, wrath, murder. See, murder ain't just with a gun. Murder is with our mouth. We can kill somebody's spirit with our mouth. We can kill somebody's spirit with our mouth, with our tongue. That's why I says the tongue is like a small rotor, meaning that it is the most deadly, poisonous thing that can ever open up and speak out. Because when you speak a word out, you can't take it back. You can't take a word back. When you speak it out, it's in the atmosphere. And if you're not, if you're not, if you're not spiritual, mature enough, that word can begin to what? Activate something. Because in the beginning, he gave us the ability to what? Speak things out. He gave us the ability to, he said, let there be light. And it was. And remember, because we're as the son of God, an image of God, meaning that God is in us. So that same spirit of God that's in us, whatever we speak, it become. Because the spirit of God is in us. So we have the ability to create through our words. So when we speak those negativity words on somebody or speak, say, oh, well, he, this is going to happen. Yes, we warn people. Wisdom, you tell people, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. And you have to tell them, you have to tell them. But after a period of time, then you have to let them walk. You have to let them experience life. I remember with my sons, I had to back off. Because, see, they was not, when they became young men, I was still treating them like boys. Like, like don't do this, don't do that. But they were young men. So I had to pray and ask God, God, teach me how to raise young men. Because I can't raise them like I raised them as, a bo as they were young boys. Because now they are grown. Now they have the ability to see life as itself, to do what they want to do. But long if Hello, at the same time, so at the same time, I had to ask God, teach me how to raise young men. So at that particular time, that showed me that I could not raise them the way that I was raising them as little boys. So that wisdom that God gave me, it, it allowed me to have a relationship. Because sometimes we can run people away because of what we say and how we say it. So I was talking at them and not to them. It's a difference. See, you can't talk at a person. Sometimes when you talk at a person, it can push them away. So I had to learn how to talk with them, meaning that I had to learn how to listen more. Instead of always saying, don't do this, don't do that. Don't go here, don't go there. Don't say this, don't say that. When I've already instilled those things in them, but as a mother, I was just trying to make sure 
that they did not go down that road even though they were grown. So I had to learn what I say even though I'm speaking the truth because see, I'm... Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Verse 15 says, speaking, but speaking the truth in love, meaning in all things, both our speech and our life expresses truth. Let us grow up in all things unto him, meaning following his example, who is the head of Christ. So I had to, first of all, speak the truth. But I had to learn how to speak it. Not saying that I didn't speak it in love, but sometimes I spoke it maybe in another authoritative voice to where they was not hearing me. So I was speaking at them and not to them. So it is talking about what we're talking about because we have to also be an example of what we speak. Amen. So at the end of the day, as he gave himself to some apostles, some prophets and evangelists and some pastors and teachers, it was for what? The equipping of the saints for the, for the ministry, for the edifying of what? The body of Christ. See, when we look at the word equipping, hallelujah, it means to what? Bring into proper or true alignment. As we look at verse 12, when we just read it, Ephesians 4, it says, for the putting into proper meaning, true alignment, the saints for the work of the ministry. Means that we have to put things in alignment. So what we say is very important because what we speak, it is putting people in an alignment of where they need to be and where they need to go. So if we're not speaking truth, then they're going to walk in a lie. If we're not telling them what it should be, then they're going to walk in a lie. In Matthew 16 and 19, it says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of the heaven, and whatever so you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So, remember, I just talked about when he gave us the keys, meaning that he gave us the authority. Authority means that you have power to change, to do things, to move things. So, when we look at this, now, at the end of the day, we see the, the power of the keys that God has given us, it allowed us to what? Assemble the people to help govern a different affair, a different state, so that it brings things into um, perspective. Meaning that it may come at the same time, meaning developing, bringing a development into something so that we would be led into something more great and more truthful while we're here on earth. But at the same time, we know that, as he said, that he's given some apostles, right? Uh, the apostles has the gifts, the anointing to make things properly and supernatural, working in authority, the, uh, uh, government authority. That's not means that they just go open up churches and buildings and that makes them apostle. No, that doesn't make you an apostle because you have a building. 
That doesn't make you an apostle because you established this, established that. What makes you that apostle? Because first of all, apostle is like a pioneer with a mentality of going forth and doing something that no one else has ever done. Or doing something that God has given you the will and the power and the wisdom and knowledge and understanding to set things in order. To bring things into a proper alignment in the body of Christ. Amen. It is, it, 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 you are taking um, a necessary risk in order to hold the, the vision, the land, and the hope for greater future in the things of God. See, leadership must first give maintenance to a person's life. As much as guidance that involves the teaching of the word of God. So you also have to have alignment in your own life. Amen. So when we are thinking of maintaining, we run a great risk of falling to create God's kingdom on earth instead of invoking man's kingdom. That's why you got to make sure that when God has given you the keys and this gift of apostleship, it's not in just invoking man's kingdom. No, it is invoking the kingdom of God. It is God's kingdom, meaning that we have to, what is the spirit of God telling us to build? See, we build a selfish kingdom that is about numbers, that is about people, that is about politics, that is about things of not nothing of God. Working hard to keep things in place that does not even mean nothing to God. But we need to build and keep things peaceable in truth. So that the four walls of the church, meaning the four corners of the earth, north, south, east, and west, shall be built up in the kingdom of God and fulfilling the purpose that God has called us to do by preaching the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Setting up, breaking down, building, bringing things into alignment. We do not build community-minded, but instead we concentrate on how to appear proper in the eyes of of kingdom minded. So as an apostle. It is like a water spigot. Turn the handle of a faucet. And water flows forth. When we align ourselves in relationship. Things flow. Accordingly to the will of God. So then as an apostle. As God used an apostle. To build. To set up. To break down. To bring alignment. Into the body of Christ. He also can have them operate. In a fivefold. Which is the fivefold, the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist, the prophet, just to set things in order. But God brings in the pastor, brings in the prophet, brings in the evangelist, brings in the teachers. As an apostle helps govern, set those things in place. So that when God brings the others to come together, you have a fivefold ministry, not just one person. But a fivefold ministry where everybody is operating in the fivefold. But he gives you that gift of the fivefold to bring it into alignment. So when people get into place and get into order, things are set properly. So at the same time, we, we understand that it is an apostolic alignment that needs to be in place. So that the mentality of the kingdom of God can be brought in together. At the same time as the body of Christ working together. So the reason why I wanted to talk about that as we begin to um, finish out as we're talking. Because this whole time during Sunday school we're talking about the gifts. We're talking about how the gifts are um, divided. We, we already talked about the gift of wisdom. So as we go into the other gifts I wanted to make sure that we understand the fivefold. Okay. And then before we um, actually go there. 
the other significance of understanding spiritual gifts. Because I just said to you, first, what we just talked about, Ephesians 4, we started at verse 1. It is the Holy Spirit that gives gifts, not man. Man can't tell you you're a prophet. Man can't tell you a prophet. All they do is all, all, all they do is just confirm what the Spirit of God have already said to you. What the Spirit of God have already given to you. So he would send somebody just confirm. It's not to say that's who you are. It's not to say that they put you in that place. Only the Holy Spirit. See, he says, knowing that each of the gifts says that unique, valuable, needed in the body of Christ give believers purpose in the kingdom of God. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? And if the whole world hearing, where was the smelling? But now have God set members, every one of them in the body as have pleased him? And if they were all member, where is the body? But now are they many members yet one body? And the eye cannot see unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the um, eye, I cannot see unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. There should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. 1 Corinthians 12, 17 and 25. So it's, letting, it's lining us up. We have to work together as a body. So as we demonstrate the love of God through the gifts he gives us, we will experience a fulfillment and a great joy. And as we mature in understanding of the spiritual gifts and learn to be available as a channel, we need to be a channel. You know, like you turn the TV and you find your channel, and then until you find what you're looking for, then you stop. We need to be the channel of God. Let him find the channel, then we stop. Let us not find our channel, because we mess it up. So we need to find the channel of God's power, as he worked through the gifts, to make it more fruitful. Because we know the fruits of the Spirit is of God. His characteristics, his attributes, who he is. So we also have to exemplify those the spirit, the, the, the uh, spiritual gifts as um, the uh, yeah, spirit, um, the fruits of the spirit. Amen. And you could be more, we could be more effectively. So that's why, um, as, as, as we begin to talk about the gifts, as we're talking about the gifts right now, we also need to um, also understand the seven distinct expressions of the Holy Spirit, because even though the Holy Spirit give us gifts. But the Holy Spirit also has its seven expressions of himself, which is the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of strength, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, just as God is one, but there are three distinguished person, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is one, but with seven distinct expressions, gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we have a promise. Yes, we do. The promise is that for the power for service. When we read in the books of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes unto you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. When God sends forth his spirit, amazing things happen. And then 1 Corinthians 7 and 7. I wish that all men were as I am, but each man has his own gift. We have our own gift. We don't have to fight over nobody's gift. We don't have to be jealous of nobody else's gift. We don't have to be envious of nobody's gift. We don't have to, come on. We have our own gift. And one thing about God is all we got to do is desire it. Desire it and ask God for it. He'll give it to us. 
But you know, you ask man for it. Hey, he may give it to you today. But if you get if if if, if, if you make her mad, Emmanuel, she gonna take it back tomorrow. <laughs> but one thing about the Holy Spirit, he doesn't take it back. He advances us more and more. But he does chastise us. But the chastisement is because he loves us. He wants to better us. So at the end of the day, at the same time, the Holy Spirit is a manifestation of God, of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has given unto us the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, so that we will fulfill his work. So it is, it's God. The spirits that God has given unto us, it helps develop us to be able to serve better. Be able to do the work of the ministry even greater. So we must not forget who the giver is. The giver is the Holy Spirit. Because he's given us all things. See, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are so unique in skills and ability. Because it, is that, it allows us to not only be a benefit to our families, but also a benefit to others. Because we can have a word of wisdom to give somebody else a true word for a situation that they may not know how to handle it. May give us a word of knowledge to have a knowing of a situation that we may be going into. May give us a gift of discernment to discern something and know not to go to the left but go to the right. May give us a gift of faith to step out when we don't have the money in our hand but the Spirit of God says, hey... Faith is like a mustard seed. I've given it to you. It's in your hand. Matter of fact, you got the keys. Just go open the door. I know you don't have it, but guess what? Go there. And when you get there, I will provide. When you get there, the doors will open wide. When you get there, I will have help for you. When you get there, you will know it's me. Because your money cannot pay for it. Your money cannot even do anything. But it's me. Because I told you to go there. So at the end of the day... Let all things be done decently in order. Just like the Apostle Paul devoted much of his time in his first letter in the church of Corinth to issues related to spiritual gifts. He says in um, Corinthians, um, if you go to um, um, the book of 1 Corinthians, as you read um, chapters 12 and 13 and 14, this was some of the exaltations that these chapters represented. It. Let all things be done what decently and in order. And then earlier in the letter, Paul stated, God is not an author of confusion, but of peace, of all churches, and of saints. Right? So, Apostle Paul understood and knew that the gifts had to work together. Because this is a man that crucified Christians. But God loved him enough, come on now, to make him an apostle. Why? Because he went through. He understood. He, he, was, he was on the other side. So, come on. That lets us know that like, God can use anybody. God can use anybody. We ain't got to be in church all our life or doing ministry for 40 years just to walk in, in, in whatever gift that God give us. God can give us a gift like that and use us so effectively. And I'm not saying as it being a competition, but somebody could have been in ministry for 25 years and God can give somebody a gift in, in, in a month. And they're already working the miracles. They're working this. But this person for 25 years, they worked it. But guess what? Because of unforgiveness, because of bitterness, because their hearts is hard and the stony, they close themselves off from God. But their heart is open and ready to receive. See, God is looking for a heart that is ready to receive. That's ready to receive what he has. 
He's not looking for somebody that's just being arrogant and prideful. I've been doing ministry for 25 years. My father owned a church for 50. My family owned a church for another 100. He don't care about none of that. How's your heart? Paul was a man that understood the things of God. Come on now. The Holy Spirit was behind a pen and a piece of paper. He wrote letters to churches and changed churches through a letter. And we that's in front of the people can't even change people in the presence. But through a letter, through a pen, the Holy Ghost backed it as he was writing. And when the letter was sent, hearts would begin to change. I'm not saying like it changed overnight. But as they began to keep reading the letters and the Holy Spirit began to move, then the hearts began to open. Come on, a letter? I always say he was a bad somebody. We could write a letter to the churches. And things change? Ha! That's what I'm talking about. Isaiah 11, 1 and 5. Then a shoot would spring from a stem of Jesse, and a branch from his roots would bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord would rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and strength. The Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he would delight in the fear of the Lord. And he would not judge by what he sees, nor make a decision by what he hears. Come on now. Now ye, the body of Christ, and members in particular, and God have set some in the churches, first apostles. We just read that. So I'm just bringing all this together so that as we begin to know, we would know that God gave his only begotten son. We just talked about that. He was the sacrifice. And Jesus also promises something greater, the Holy Spirit. And I say he left us the comforter where we can cover up with him. He can be our banner, Jehovah Nisi, cover us up. Come on. He can be our Jehovah Jireh, provider all of our needs. See, giving us the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit manifest in so many different dimensions and forms. One of the dimensions is our spiritual giftings, which help us fulfill our calling. The gift of the Holy Spirit is the grace for us to fulfill our calling. Jesus specifically made it known to the disciples to what? Wait. Wait. Wait until the Holy Spirit come upon you. In the book of Acts, he said, before you go to Jerusalem, before you go out to the end of the earth, I need you to go up to the other room. Because you're going to need this power. I know you know the Holy Spirit was left with you. But I need you to experience it. I need you to know that it's not your will. It's not no, what you have done. And it's not because you walk with me. Because you know sometimes when we walk with people, we feel like, oh, we got it. Because you could drop names. Oh, I know so and so. I know so and so. Then they let you in. But if you go, they don't let you in because you don't know so and so. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. See, when you know the Holy Spirit, it don't matter who name you drop. They ain't got to know you. They ain't never got to have seen you. You're going to get in. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is with you. He said, don't go. Wait. Wait. Because there's about to be some rumbling and thumbling. It's about to be some power that's about to drop down. As a matter of fact, you ain't going to have to shot time. Blah, blah, blah. You ain't going to have to do nothing when you walk. When you come out of that upper room, just walk past. When you come up at that other room, just watch what I do. Come on now. We know the story in the book of Acts, chapter 2, going on. Before they got to the gate of Brutiful, um, in chapter 3 of Acts. Come on now. 3,000 was added to the church. They ain't send out no flyers. They ain't cook no fish dinner. They ain't go and, and do a revival over here, revival over there. When they came out of the upper room, because the Holy Spirit wanted to show them, I got this. If you go do what I called you to do, I'll add them. 
And then not only that, they didn't have to pay, they had to beg people to pay tithes. They had to beg people to give money to the church. They had to beg people to pay bills. The people brought money to the apostles' feet. The, the people brought money to the apostles' feet. When they came out of the upper room, all these things happened. 3,000 was added to the church. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost brought everything that they owed to the feet of the apostles. Come on now, government authority, so that they can what? Divide the, the, the distribute. They didn't take it among themselves. You know, we leaders, oh, we, we just want to take care of us and our family. It ain't about you and your family. It's about dividingly equally to who God says it goes to. Yes, we take care of our family, but what about helping somebody else? They, when they brought them everything, the apostles divided it equally. Even though the rich or the poor, they didn't give the rich everything because they was rich. Or the poor more because they was less than the rich. Dividedly equal. They didn't keep it all to themselves. And let me prove it. Because remember, Paul was going out. Remember Lydia? Remember the other women who helped their ministry? So if they got everything... Peter, John, and all of them, they wouldn't have to act, they wouldn't ever be accepting stuff from the other people throughout the Bible when they were on their journey. They divided it equally. And then, Emmanuel, when they begin to walk, oh my God. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. People were healed. They didn't stop and lay hands. They just walked past. They didn't say I'm an apostle. They didn't say I'm a pastor. They didn't say I'm an evangelist. I'm a prophet. I'm a teacher. They just walked past. The wind, the shadow, and the Holy Ghost. And people was healed. They didn't even know. Maybe they healed them. They didn't come back and say, did you feel that? You know, uh, uh, my ministry, you know, I'm the one, you know, um, you know, people, you know, I was delivered from alcohol. So if I lay hands on somebody, alcohol won't come. You know, it ain't about us. Just because God give us a gift to do something, we ain't got to tell people, oh, because of it. Uh, but when you see it, you hear people say, well, I've done this, I've done that. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit healed them. They did not turn back around and say it was us. They kept going. And when they got to the gate of beautiful, when they was going to feast and going to be among everybody, they was going on assignment. Everybody else walked in the gate. But the lame man, that was at the gate for 40 years. 40. 40 years, not one person ever asked to pick him. Let me help you stand. One person, can I give you a hand? They just dropped 
silver and gold in his. But Peter and John, they grabbed him by the arms and lift him together as one. Come on now. They didn't lift one because they say, oh, I'm Peter. I'm the one who recognized who Jesus was. Oh, I'm John. I was close to him because I was like his brother. It was no competition. They raised him together. I'm going somewhere. Because what I'm saying is that it is the Holy Spirit that gives all things. It is the Holy Spirit that allows us to walk in the calling that he's given us. But there is a condition on a gifting. When we begin to read the book of John 14, 15 to 21. On your own time, I need you to read the book of John before we come back next Sunday. Chapters 14, verses 15 to 21. Because it helps us to understand we must follow and obey God's commandment in order for us, come on, to manifest in the different forms. But how can we do that? We're going to find out when we come back on next week. And we're going to stop right here. But I believe that that was all right. That was all right for us for now because we're going to continue to finish talking about the significance of understanding the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then after that, we will continue with the gift of knowledge because we have already talked about the gift of wisdom. We've already went through the month of July, 31 days um, um, of words was coming out of, of the uh, gift of wisdom in the book of Proverbs. So I believe that we all have been touched with a gift of wisdom through just the scriptures that have been coming across, hallelujah, social media every day. Through the book of through the book of Proverbs, Hallelujah, chapters one to thirty-one. But at the end of the day, y'all, let me tell you something. God is good, and His mercy endures forever. So I just want us to come on and get ready for our Sunday service. We're about to go into a praise and worship, and then we're going to get ready to have our the Word of God. Um, I thank you for joining us, Amen, for our Sunday school. And it's just so good to be able to study um, God's Word with you together, and just begin to um, just—it's it, just a pleasure to be able to do that. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Hallelujah. Um, with our praise and worship in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Yeah. 
Praise, where you hear innovative and classic gospel every day and every night. We're working with the higher power, y'all.
Come on. Prosper. That means that no matter what, it won't work. It's going to form, but it won't work. What is shame? Let me 
and full of worry. But I put a smile up on my face and carry on. And now I sit before you to say thank you for always being the one I can call on. I know you know, but I just wanna Jesus. He's so good. He's so good, y'all. 
Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. King of
thank God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. Woo, we give you glory. Yes. Hey. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Hello, Bosia. Shaba Mama Masaka. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hosanna. Hallelujah, Hosanna. Come on, Hallelujah, Hosanna. You remain at the same.
give God the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Say it's already done. It's already done. Woo! Anything that I ask. Anything that I ask in your name. Anything that I ask. It's already done. No. From what's been happening Grateful I know not to complain When they be asking how I'm doing And I say good about you But don't they know the difference is fair Refresh Anything that I ask in your name Then it's already done Just believe
Jesus. It's an open door. Woo, 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 woo. Open door season. Open door season. Blessings. For power and love in the sound line. Not to be held up. You better call it in. It's on open. Calling your healing. Calling your deliverance. Calling your joy. Calling your love. Come on, call it in. How about fire? I'm going to. I'm going to. You better watch me. What? Big door, little door. He said he would. I know he would. 
Cause he done it for me. Won't he do it? Yes.
that I put in the middle of it, the praise that I got out of my bed at midnight, at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., come on now, and then I did my dance with it, y'all, I did my dance with my praise, and then I clapped my hands with it, Woo, Shabba. See, it's something about when you give God praise, it begins to break up the kingdom of darkness. It begins to shake Satan's kingdom. He don't got nothing on us when it comes to praise. God took praise. He can't praise no more. So it's in your praise. Go ahead, I tell you, go ahead and praise him. Come on. Come on. Praise See, when you praise God, you worship, it's something that's in your praise. It breaks things. Things have to happen on your behalf. Come on, doors begin to open for you. Apostle Joe, as he come forth, God bless everybody. Come on, get your Bibles ready as we go forth in the Word. But God is good, and His mercy endures forever. So let's welcome Apostle Joe L. Asamoah. God bless you. Hallelujah. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Amen. Shall we bow down our heads in prayer? Father, we thank you and we bless you. Even as your word is about to come forth, we pray that Lord, you will speak to us. We pray that your glory may be revealed through this word in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been talking about knowing Christ and Last week, we talked about knowing Him and some of the benefits that we're going to get when we know Him. Hallelujah. Some of the benefits that we are going to get when we know Christ. And we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. And we say that in order for us to say that we know Him, in order for us to come into conclusion that we know God, it's not just a matter of saying how long we've been in, in the church. That does not mean that if we've been in the church for a long time, it's something that is not good. Hallelujah. It adds to our experience and everything. But 
Knowing him is not a matter of being in a church for a long time. It's not a matter of being able to fast and pray. Even though they are all good, hallelujah, but it's about faith. He says that we should add to our faith virtue and add to our virtue knowledge and add to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly love and to brotherly love love hallelujah if we have all these things if we are able to exhibit all these things then that is when we can have the real peace of God hallelujah if we exhibit these things amen if we exhibit these things that I'm talking about today then we shall possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive hallelujah that is why we talked about last year last week that if we have these qualities it will keep us from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge or in the knowledge of knowing christ jesus hallelujah so if we have these qualities it's it's it helps us to be productive and we're going to continue from where we left last week amen if we have these qualities it does not only help us be productive and effective and and be fruitful in knowing him or benefit from our connections with him benefit from knowing him amen let's read verse 9 of second peter chapter 1 that is a scripture that we've been observing from the past weeks. Hallelujah. Verse 5 says that for this, let me start from verse 5. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self control, and to self control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection. And to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, you will keep, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is where we left last week. And verse 9 says that, but whoever does not have them is nearsighted and, and blind forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins hallelujah so not only are we productive when we possess these qualities not only do we become productive when we add to our faith good virtue and perseverance and love and self-control mutual affection godliness and love when we add all these things 
as we we, we, we we explained all these things in the previous week, when we add all these things, when we possess these qualities, then we will be productive in the house of the Lord. And we will not just be productive, but we will also be fruitful. We will not just be effective, but we will be fruitful. Some of us are fruitful, effective in the house of God, but we are not fruitful. We are not seeing any benefit out of it. We are not getting any, any benefit out of what we're doing. But Paul is telling us that if we, Peter is telling us that if we are able to possess these qualities, then we will not just be effective, but we are going to be productive as well. But whosoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind. Meaning that not only are we going to be effective and productive, but we will be able to see spiritually. Some of us will, will, will fast days, months, pray, and ask God that God help me to see. Hallelujah. If you fast and you pray, you do everything and you want God to show you visions and you are not seeing any vision. Peter is telling us that if we possess these qualities, we will not be blind. We will not be nearsighted. We will be able to see what is going on. We will be able to discern. So that is one of the ways that we will be able to attain discernment and be able to see what is going on around us. Hallelujah. It's by adding to our faith, good virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance. Hallelujah. Godliness, brotherly, brotherly love, or, or, or brotherly kindness and love. If we possess these qualities, then we can see beyond the unseen. Then God is ready to reveal unto us things that are hidden unto us. Mysteries. Things that nobody is ready to see. Things that God are not ready to show it to other people. He will show it to you when we possess these qualities. Hallelujah. So, if we possess faith and we add to our faith virtue, if we add to our virtue knowledge, if we add to knowledge self control, if we add to self control godliness, brotherly love and kindness then we are going to be effective in the house of the Lord if we have faith in God good moral character if we 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 uh, 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 we increase in knowledge studying the word of God hallelujah we have self-control we are able to control ourselves we do not let our anger take over us but we are able to control ourselves we are able to control our, our lives. We are, and we persevere through temptations. When trials come, we don't run away from temptations, but we are able to persevere through the problem. Hallelujah. Godliness, brotherly love. Godliness means being devoted to the things of God. We are devoted to the things of God. We are committed to the things of God. Brotherly kindness and love. When we have all these things, then we will see spiritually. Things will not 
ran over us. Things will not happen all of a sudden in our lives. Things will not happen that we are, we are not unaware of. But the Lord will begin to show us things. We will begin to understand. We will begin to see things from His perspective. Because He begins to show us we are not going to be blind. Hallelujah. We are not going to be blind. But we will be able to see. So we are not only going to be ineffective and unproductive. And only and we are not also going to be blind. If we do not possess these qualities, then we are going to be ineffective and unproductive in knowing Him. We are not going to be productive in knowing Him. Hallelujah. That means if we know Him, there should be productive Production, there should be some, some fruitfulness that comes out of it, some benefit, some blessing that comes out of knowing Christ. Hallelujah. But if we do not know Him, then we will not be ineffective. We are going to be ineffective in the house of God, we are going to be unproductive in the house of God. Unproductive, not just unproductive, but we will be blind, nearsighted. Hallelujah. We will not see spiritually. We will not be able to understand. The Bible says that the sons of Issachar they understood the times and the seasons in, in which they were in. We will not be able to understand the seasons in which we are in. We will not be able to see and discern what is going on. And I know. In, in our generation, every believer is calling himself a prophet, hallelujah. Every believer is calling himself a seer, but most of the time we do not see anything, hallelujah. But if we acquire these qualities, then it doesn't matter whether we are called to be a prophet, whether we are called to be an, uh, whatever we are called to be, we will see visions. God will reveal himself to us. We will understand God was exposed his will to us. Hallelujah. Not only are they blind when we when not only are we blind when we do not possess these qualities, but we have forgotten that we have been cleansed from our past sin. In other words, Peter is saying that it's a sign of ungratefulness. It's a sign that we do not remember the death and the crucifixion and what Jesus went through for us. If we do not possess these qualities, So, it's not just a matter of just opening your mouth and, and, and worshiping God. That is why we say that worship is a character. The Lord, I'm grateful. Lord, I appreciate you sharing your blood for me. As we always do in worship. But even as we possess these qualities, 
It is a, it's a sign that we know and we are grateful. And we remember what the Lord has done for us. He says that, but whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Hallelujah. So if we do not possess these qualities, if we do not possess perseverance, if we do not possess knowledge from God, if we do not possess faith, goodness, self-control, godliness, if we do not possess all these characters that we've, we've been talking about in the previous weeks, if we do not possess them, then it's like we are not grateful. We don't remember what God has done for us. Hallelujah. This is not something that I am saying, but this is something that I'm reading from the Bible. Hallelujah. He's saying that if we do not remember these things, then we are not grateful. Then we, we are going to be blind. We will not see. Hallelujah. We will not see. When death is coming on us, we will not see. When sickness is coming on us, we will not see. When evil is coming on us, we will not see. But we will always remember, we will always see when we are able to possess these qualities. Hallelujah. We will be able to remember or possess these qualities. Romans chapter 8. Verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among the brethren. Hallelujah. For whom he foreknew, he has also predestined to be conformed. Hallelujah. To the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many. So, to be conformed to the image of God, here, those that whom he knew, he also predestined to be conformed. Hallelujah. To the image of his son. To be conformed here means possessing these qualities, having faith in God. Don't forget the Bible says that we should not be transformed by this word, but we should be or conformed to this word, but we should be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Renewing of the mind. 
is having faith in God. Renewing of the mind is adding to your faith good moral characters. Hallelujah. It's adding to your good moral character the knowledge of God. That is the process of renewing your mind. So God has predestined us as believers. God has predestined us to be conformed. It shouldn't be something that we struggle to do. It shouldn't be something that we, we are fighting to do. Like Paul said, the good that I want to do, I am not able to do. But the bad things that I do not want to do, they are the things that I do. And if I do these things, if I do not want to do them, that means there is something behind it. There is something fighting against me. Not to be able to do it. It should be easy for you. So, if you are struggling to do it, you need to seek help. Hallelujah. If you are struggling to do some of, to have faith in God, your faith is double-minded. You are always your faith is, is being challenged. Asking yourself, is God real? Does God exist? Your faith is not strong. Hallelujah. If your faith is not strong enough, you are struggling to believe in God, to trust in God in tough moments. That means you need help. Hallelujah. Because as believers, we have been predestined. We have been predestined. We have been predestined to do these things. Amen. So when Paul was speaking, he says that, verse 10, he says that, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Hallelujah. But whosoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. If you do these things, you will never stumble. Hallelujah. What is stumble? What does it mean to stumble? To trip or momentarily lose one's balance. Hallelujah. Or almost fall. Amen. Or almost fall. So Paul is saying that when, when we possess these qualities, it is not easy for us to backslide. We will not struggle in knowing Him. It is not easy for us for somebody to come and convince us 
that the Jesus that we are talking about, last week I was talking to you about some people that were arguing and one person was quoting from a Muslim that is putting content on Facebook. And I said, look, why as a believer, I don't think he will go to the Muslim trying to convert him. Telling him about 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 the the, the Quran. He is going to defeat him. And most believers don't even know anything about the Quran. But we sit down because our faith is not strong enough. They are telling us what is in the Bible. And we are confused. And we are debating about it. But if we, if we possess these qualities, then we don't need a, a, a Muslim to come and tell us what the Bible says ab about God. We don't need somebody who says that I don't believe in the Bible to come and tell us what the Bible says about what we believe and what he thinks we should, how he thinks we should, we should worship our God. We will not stumble. We will not backslide. Hallelujah. If we do these things, if we possess these things, and he says something that is very keen here, therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Your calling and election here does not mean that, oh, the office that you've been called unto. Hallelujah. As maybe a prophet or as like the, the fivefold ministry but your election as a believer your election your calling as a son of God as many as believed in him he gave them power to become the sons of God so as many as believed in, in Christ Jesus, in other words, he elected them to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. So, we should confirm our calling and elections. If we are struggling, in other words, he's saying that if you are struggling to do these things, then you, 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 you should confirm have you really be saved. Hallelujah. Have you really, really be saved? You should go back and confirm. Have you really be saved? Amen. If you are struggling to possess faith, to have faith in God. If you are, you are struggling to live good moral standards, if you are struggling to have self-control, you can't control yourself. Hallelujah. And it's sad that some pastors who admit in pulpits that as for me, I don't have self-control. As for me, I can't control myself. I can't control my anger. 
if we are struggling to persevere, to bear trials, temptations, when we go through trials, if we are struggling to persevere through it, Hallelujah. If we are we are struggling to live godly life, if we are struggling to be committed to the things of God, if we are struggling to love our brothers, if we are struggling to show kindness to our brothers, then we should revisit our calling. Hallelujah. That is what Peter is saying. Then we should, therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Are you really called? Are you really saved? Hallelujah. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. What, is, what things is he talking about? Faith. Having faith. If you have faith in God, you always know that God is going to make a way. You know that even if people try to get on you, over you, God will speak on your behalf. You know that even people try to lie on you, God will speak on your behalf. If you trust God in that, You have patience. You will still love them. Hallelujah. You know that God will provide in spite of whatever you go through. People can do whatever they want to do against you, but you will still, God will still provide. Hallelujah. You have faith in God. Your faith will not stumble. Your faith will not stumble. Now, it will not be like, oh, this person did this to me, so I'm not going to church anymore. No, 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 no. It, is not, it, is, it will not be that this person did, did not greet me at the church, so I, I will not, I'm not going to do this anymore. It will not be like, I don't like this person. Hallelujah. Uh, um, uh, I, do, I do not like this person, so I'm not coming to church anymore. Amen. It will not be like, no, because you have faith in God. Your trust. If we possess these things, if we have faith, if not just faith, but we have good moral characters, if we are not struggling to, 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 to live a good life. Some of us, we struggle to show kindness. We struggle when we do one good thing. It is like everybody should know that we've done one good thing. Because what we are doing, we are struggling to do it. It is not, it, it is not out of, like, we, we, it, it, it's not out of free will. We are struggling to do it. So it's like, we are, we are much, even more than happy. But we should not be struggling to live a good moral life. We should not struggle to help each other. Hallelujah. We should not struggle to read the Bible. Knowledge, increasing the knowledge of God. We should not struggle in reading the Bible. 
We should not struggle if we are we, we, we are struggling and we are not able to read the Bible. Study the Bible for ourselves. Study the word of God for ourselves. If we are struggling to understand the word of God, we are always taking the, the word of God negatively. When God is speaking to us through the word of God, if, if we are refusing to receive the word of God, if we are struggling to persevere, to be committed to the things of God, if we are struggling to do all these things, then Peter is saying here that we should revisit our calling. Hallelujah. We should revisit our calling. Are we truly called? Do we truly know him as we claim? That oh now we are sons of God. Do we know him as a father? Are we truly the son of God? For if you do these things, you will not stumble. You will not backslide. You will not fall. Hallelujah. You will not be easily offended. But you will do what? Be received. You will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But you, you will receive rich welcome into eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This let us know that he was not talking to anybody and he's going to affirm it. He was not talking to ordinary people. He was not talking to newborn babies. He was not talking to new believers. But he was talking to people that were apostles. He was talking to people that were prophets. He was talking to people that were already in the faith. He was talking to people that have been in the church for years. Hallelujah. This let us know that believing in Jesus Christ and accepting him as your personal savior is the best step that you can take as a believer. But that is not enough. Having faith in him is not enough. You have to add to it good morals. Hallelujah. You don't just go to an organization or uh, a, a crusade and raise up your hands and say, I accept Jesus and say, I accept Jesus Christ as my personal savior and go back to the life that you are living in. Saying that is not enough. You have to act with good morals. You have to act with perseverance. Struggles may come, challenges may come in your Christian work. You have to persevere through it. It's not like today I am here. Tomorrow I am here. Today I believe. 
Tomorrow I don't believe because this person stopped on my feet. So I don't believe because this person did not do this. So I don't know. You are persevering. Hallelujah. Through the problems. So, if you read my story, it says that, so I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them. And are firmly established in the truth. You now have. You are firmly established. I'm telling you, the people that he's, he's now revealing the people that he's talking to. The people that he was talking to, he says that even though you know these things that I'm telling you, even though you know about faith, even though you know about perseverance, even though you know about love, even though you know about brotherly kindness, even though you know about good morals, even though you know all these things that I'm talking about, so I will always remind you of these things. So, I'm not talking to you as if you are ignorant. You don't know about about a Christian faith. You know all these things. But I'm here to remind you. Now, I am here to remind you Hallelujah. Even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth, you now have. I take it as right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, of his body. Because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. Hallelujah. So even though we know we know but he's still reminding us. Hallelujah. It is not like we don't know anything about faith. It is not like we don't know anything about perseverance. Hallelujah. It is not that, like we don't know anything about self-control. We know all these things. We know all these things. But we are here to refresh our mind. Hallelujah. We are here to refresh our mind. About what we already know. So these things that I'm telling you. They are not strange teachings. They are not things that have been conjured from above. But they are the same things that you've been studying in the Bible. That you've heard other, other true men of God preach. To have faith in God. To walk in perseverance. To walk in faith. And if we do these things, we will have the knowledge of God. If we do these things, we will be able to walk the true walk of Christ. Hallelujah. 
Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling. Make every effort to confirm your calling. If you are struggling with these things, knowing Christ goes beyond just saying that, oh, I believe in Christ. It goes beyond going to church every Sunday. But your personal life, are you always running away from problems? Are you trusting God? Are you trusting God? Or sneaking to do whatever you take it to work for you and after that you come and praise God that oh God did it for me. But you know that you did the wrong thing to have it. Know that what you did was not a good thing. Or you, you, you are really trusting God. Hallelujah. Are you walking in faith? Are you walking in good morals? Are you walking in love, brotherly kindness? Amen. If we are struggling in some of these things, then we need to seek help from a beautiful man of God. Someone that can lead us into prayers. That will not expose our weakness. Hallelujah. That will not go to people and tell our weakness. But lead us in prayers. Somebody who can direct us, refresh our mind like Peter was trying to do. Remind us. Keep us on track. Hallelujah. So if we possess these things, we are talking about some of the benefits. If we know Him, knowing Him, if we know Christ, hallelujah, if we know Christ, then we will not struggle from spiritual brightness. We are not going to be blind. If we know Him, if we possess these qualities, then we will never stumble. Hallelujah. We will never stumble. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure, as I read. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. You will never stumble. You will never stumble. Hallelujah. First John chapter 1 verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Amen. His word is not in us. We should double check ourselves. Amen. 
we will not fall into misery. We will not fall into misery. Hallelujah. If we possess these things, it is an entrance into an everlasting kingdom. It gives us access into the kingdom of God. When we possess these things, do you know sometimes you see how people are proud when they have access to their boss office? Hallelujah. I remember when we were in the other side, in the other building. Some of the church members were, 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 were proud that they have access to my office. And some of them boast about it. People boast about having access. I can go, oh, I even went to the house house, White House, hallelujah. People boast about having access to the White House. Oh, I know somebody in the White House. Oh, my uncle works in the White House. Hallelujah. But this time, you are not having access to any early kingdom. You are not having access to the White House. You are not having access to the king of the Great Britain. You are not having access to the Ashanti Kingdom. You are not having access to any great kingdom on this earth. But you are having access to the kingdom of God. Don't you know how many, how, how much money people make out of, of, of despite the fact that they, are, they just have access to the, the White House? If you need job, they will tell you, I'll give you a job. Oh, I can, I can, I have some connection in the White House. If you need building, they will tell you, well, they will take your money and drop it. They will tell you, I have access. Despite by the mere fact that they have access, hallelujah, to the kingdom, to, to, to the White House. But this time, we are not going to have access to an office. We are not going to have access on early things. Only. But we are going to have access to eternal kingdom. You, you will receive a rich welcome into eternal kingdom. Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When we possess these things, if we possess love, if we possess self control, if we possess perseverance, if we possess the knowledge of God, if we are committed to the things of God, then we will have access. Hallelujah. We will have access. Not just to early things, but also to the throne. We can boldly go before the Father 
For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they are saved. Whenever you are going through something, you have the audacity to run to the presence of God. You can enter into the house of God anytime. The Bible says that a bastard shall not enter into the presence of the Lord. A bastard shall not enter into the presence of the Lord to his tenth generation. Not only him, but the tenth generation. Hallelujah. Peter is saying that he's refreshing our mind. As believers, I know you know these things. I know you are familiar with these things. But Peter here is refreshing our mind. To go back to our first love. Hallelujah. Peter here is refreshing our mind. To hold and persevere through our trials and temptations. Peter here is strengthening us. So, if you are listening to the sound of my voice, I'm just bringing this word to an end. But I want you to know that if you possess faith, if you trust and believe in God, and you do not just believe in God, but you act with good morals, you add to it self-control, you add to it love, you add to it brotherly kindness, all these things that we've talked about in the previous week, if you are able to prove that you know him, if you are getting closer to him, to know him, then the Lord will reveal himself to you. Then you will not stumble. Then the heavens will be open unto you. You have access into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I pray that God will grant you the grace and the ability to walk in faith. Hallelujah. To acquire knowledge and to exercise self-control. And to persevere through all the struggles and the pains that you go through in your Christian faith. And love your brother and love your enemy and everyone around you as Jesus commanded us. And even as we do so, I pray that we will not lack the benefits that comes with it. That we will be productive and effective in the house of God. That we will not be short-sighted 
in, in, in the spirit world and we will not stumble but we will have access to the throne room of God. Amen. 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 What do we say after that great word? Amen. Amen. From the man of God, Apostle Joe. Amen. God bless you. Let's all stretch our hands. Hallelujah. Stretch our hands to the man of God. Lord God, we thank you. Lord God, replenish him just as he's released his word. The word that you have given unto him, unto your people. God, replenish him. Oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We ask you, God, to fill him up, to bless him, to... Um, lift him back up, God, even as he released the word, amen, on love and also perseverance and all the other great things that have been spoken on today. And God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit that have downloaded, Lord God, the word of wisdom so that it could be released in Jesus' name. Amen and glory to God. God bless you, Apostle Joe. Thank God for that word. Amen. It just continues to get greater and greater. Amen. As we continue to study God's word and we welcome everybody. God bless you. Amen. Good to see you. Hallelujah. Ten. God bless you. Emmanuel. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. So we just thank God for God because he is so good. Amen. And his mercies endures forever. I always say, I always say this. I know you heard of Christ. I know you have heard of him. So I'm not going to say for those that don't because you heard of him. You just chose not to give your life to him. You just chose not to get into an intimate relationship with him. But guess what? It's not too late. You can go ahead and give your life to Christ right now by confessing with your mouth and believing with your heart that he is your Lord and Savior. And just ask him to forgive you right now. He'll forgive you wherever you are. And just begin to forgive those that have done anything to you so that your heart can be pure, so that God can begin to work in you. Amen. I know you may be somewhere, maybe not in church. You know, God, he's after those, amen, that are lost. Amen. You may be sitting in your car right now, probably smoking, drinking, probably sitting in the bar, probably in somebody else's bed. Amen. I'm just saying God can save you wherever you are. Amen. So just go ahead and receive him, amen, hallelujah, and he will draw you, amen, to the right place to come to receive the word, amen, to put you under, hallelujah, that umbrella to where the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to you and that he will endow the Holy Spirit onto you so that you will have power to overcome the serpent, the, the lion, the cobra amen and all the demonic things that would try to come up against you let me tell you something it's not going to be easy when you give your life to christ oh my god that's when hell is going to break loose but guess what it's not going to touch you like i said weapons will form but it shall not prosper but i'm not, I'm not going to sit up here and lie to you and say that everything is going to be good and dandy when you come over to christ yes it's glorious things here in god he heals he he repairs he re he does all those things but the enemy is also mad but at the same time we have the power and authority to keep the enemy up under our feet to subdue him because God gave us the ability to subdue take dominion come on to multiply amen 
to be fruitful. So therefore, you don't have to worry about that, amen. But I'm telling you, this is the great place to be, amen. We welcome you to the kingdom of God, amen, the kingdom of light, because there is a kingdom of darkness, but we are under the kingdom of light. We welcome you in as kingdom citizens, hallelujah, and we thank God for your life, and I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that God release divine wisdom unto you, that he gives you discernment, that God brings people into your life to be able to speak into your life, to lead you into the rightful things in your life through wisdom, through the truth, and through the word of God, that God begin to um, help you and prosper you to walk into your purpose and destiny that you have chose on today. May God bless you, and we welcome you, Sawyer International Outreach Network. Amen. We thank you, Apostle Joel, as a more unlimited grace prayer ministry. Amen. And we're starting the 21 days, hallelujah, of prayers and fasting, unlimited grace, um, cry of the righteous, amen. Start today, August the 1st, on Zoom um, from 8.30 to 9.30. So make sure that you join in, amen, the cry of the righteous, unlimited grace, prayer ministry, hallelujah, Amen. We thank God for prayer. Amen. And I just remember through the 21 days, this is something that has been birthed out that continues to go on. And we're in the month of August. We just came out of the month of July, 31 days in the book of Proverbs, words of wisdom. Now we're going 21 days, prayers and fasting, the cry of the righteous. We're crying out, asking God not only for change, but to deliver. Amen. To set the captives free, especially our youth, our children, our boys our girl, our women, our men countries, cities and communities and states, our government amen, it's time to pray, it's time to fast, it's try, time to break the enemy back because the enemy thinks that he has us but guess what, he never wins God always wins, so make sure you join us, that's right that's Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry the cry of the righteous, Zoom Apostle Joel Ezemore will be leading that for 21 days amen, as we go before the Lord and believe God because I know that God is a God that hears our prayers. Amen. Even the book, hallelujah, 20 of down a prayer was birthed out of the 21 day cry of the righteous during that prayer time. Hallelujah. And when the Lord put it in my spirit, hallelujah, author Apostle Robin Stokes, he said, write out the prayers. He said, write out every prayer that you're praying these 21 days. And I did that. And the book was birthed out that September the 7th. Amen. And not only was my book birthed out but also another member that was coming there Amanda she also was writing a book at the same time we were doing a 21 days prayer and fasting through unlimited grace cry of the righteous so me and her was in the same place at the same time didn't even know that we both was putting together our books until after the prayers and when she began to show me her book and she had it already published a nine I said my god I said where did you get the publishing company from that's how I wind up learning how to publish my book she gave me the information and then I published. So I'm just saying God does some great things amen through the 21 days of prayers and fasting. He even healed my body amen. He healed my body during that time when the doctor gave me a diagnosis maybe about 8 months prior to that amen and I had to go to the doctor on the 23rd um, excuse me on the 19th of, of, of the 21 day of prayer and fasting and God said to read. He said he told me he said reschedule your appointment for the 22nd. Amen. And, and the prayer ended on the 21st. Amen. And I rescheduled my doctor's appointment 
to the 22nd. And when I went to the doctor, ate mine, when all the tests came back, my doctor said, what were you doing? I said, well, I was praying, fasting, and you know, I'm a woman of God, and I love God, and I believe God, and I know, you know, God for my healing, because my sugars was high, amen. And now she put me on medicine, uh, prior seven months before that because my sugar was high and I tell you she said what were you doing I said I was praying and fasting and when she came back because at that time I believe my numbers was like at 6.8 hallelujah but when she came back with the testing hallelujah my numbers went down to 5.2 glory and she said I'm taking you off all medication she said keep doing what you're doing hallelujah I lost 20 like 27 pounds glory to God so I know that God can heal your body amen I know what God can do as you begin to pray and fast and not just during these 21 days of prayer and fasting but you need to like the man of God said we need to continue to pray and fast amen that should be our lifestyle worship is our lifestyle not just singing a song but it's our lifestyle so as we continue to pray and fast and you join in I know for sure that God is going to do some miraculous things amen we thank God that Apostle Joe you continue to carry the vision that God has given you a mind from when I've known you it's been about almost seven years um, you started to cry the righteous amen so therefore that's that's great amen that you continue to do that 21 days of prayer and fasting so may God continue to bless you hallelujah as you continue to hold down what God has given you to do God bless you and again we thank you for joining us hallelujah soar international outreach network and unlimited grace prayer ministry may God bless bless you may god keep you may god continue to put his grace and his favor upon you may god continue to protect you may god continue to cover you with the blood of jesus and even as you go through your week on this week may god continue to send his blessings upon you may god continue to do everything that he has promised you to do and that you may continue to fulfill the purpose and destiny and that I believe that even by this time next week that God will have opened a great door for you because of your faithfulness in Jesus name may God bless you we will not have evening service on today we had it last week like I said it's every other week amen but Sunday school will be every Sunday 10 15 so make sure you join us we in the significance of the Holy Spirit and the giftings and then we're doing the prayer, the prayer and fasting, cry of righteousness from 830 um, p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 930 hour prayer. And I believe on Sundays we're we're not it's not going on as is um, Monday through Saturday. Oh, you, you, so you add Sunday. OK, so today is the first. So he added in Sunday. So it will be every day uh, for 21 days, 21 days. And um, let me see if I have. The um, code. Let me, because um, I think that'll be good. I need to give you, because even though you could go to Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry and look it up, but let me give you also the um, the code that you can um, you can actually come into the uh, the Zoom as well. Hallelujah! I believe it's on here. Okay, Amen. Let me see. It's on my other phone. I'm operating two mobile devices, amen, when you're working for the kingdom of God, amen, he keeps you, keeps you moving, right, amen, <laughs> hallelujah, make sure you don't miss no calls, right, <laughs> amen, hallelujah, so you can't blame it on the phone, because you got two, amen, <laughs> all right, so that's for the Zoom, the crowd, the righteousness, right, the meeting ID is 2334392. 
234-392-4728. Again, that meeting ID is 234-392-4728. And I will send it out to you guys. Um, Pastor will send it out to you guys. Amen. Um, the passcode is 9ZMOBW. Passcode 9ZMOBW. Again, meeting ID 234-392-4728. And it starts today, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you get on there. Amen. Hallelujah. No matter if you don't want to be seen, that's fine. You just need to be able to hear. So you don't have to be seen. You can still hear. Amen. Hallelujah. So God bless you. Thank you.